E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our very, very first live podcast edition. And I am super excited because we've got David Day on with us. He's joined us uh, all the way from uh, New York, New Jersey, aren't you? New Jersey, yep. Eaton Town, New Jersey. Fantastic. So this is our first live. Now, normally we record these and then do it after. However, uh, we've gone for let's go it live and let's just make it happen first time through. So no mistakes, mind. If not, I'll just bluff my way through it. So, David, thank you for joining us and welcome to the uh, e-commerce expander secrets podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Indeed. So, uh, give everyone a quick snippet on who's David, what you do and where you're based to start with. Yes, Andy, who am I? What do I do? Yeah. (laughs) Go on. Um, my name is David Dayan and I am the CEO and co-founder of Amazon experts. Uh, we pretty much partner with, with brands and we help them manage their Amazon business. We also have uh, a suite of services, a la carte services that any Amazon seller can benefit from, uh, primarily optimization services. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll design the, the, the images for you. We'll, we'll do the copywriting and SEO for you. And we'll also, uh, you know, make design enhanced brand content, A plus content, storefronts, uh, things like that. Um, our passion is Amazon. That's all we do, and we love it. And, um, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Fantastic. So I think this week, because we're going to end up in the Amazon piece, but let's go, like, right back when. So where did you – obviously, so UK-based, US-based, uh, there's a few differences there. So when, when what happened when you left college? You ha- where, where was that for you? Um, so I started, I started like working for an Amazon seller, uh, straight out of high school. Um, that was, that was the, the summer job for me for a couple of years. Uh, I remember I used to, I used to list products on Amazon and get paid for every product that, that was listed. Uh, that was a fun job. Uh, not many people knew how to, to create product listings, so they would pay well in my opinion. Um, and then from there I, I, I went to college and I actually throughout college, I worked for an arbitrage seller. Uh, basically, anything we can get our hands on that was selling hot, we would buy, we would sell. And those were the good old days. Uh, yes. We would sell anything fashion accessories, primarily wristwatches, primarily timepieces. Uh, the companies we sold were like Casio and Guess, Michael Kors, Marc Jacobs, uh, pretty much anything we could we could get that was doing well, that we could get a good margin on. Yeah. Um, and that was that was my life. My life was the Amazon, you know, retail arbitrage world for a very long time. Uh, and then I I got a job after college working for a consulting agency. Uh, you know, climbed the ladder in that company, and then uh, made partner at another agency, and then eventually started Amazon Experts about two well, years we've, ago. We've skipped a whole load there, so I want to go right back because my. My favorite thing is flipping stuff. I, I just, that sort of the arbitrage, buying stuff, getting it out of there, switching it. Like, it's just so much fun. And you was doing that when you were still in nappies from the sound of it. Like you were still at college. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really, 
it was something I was doing, but it wasn't something that like I thought I would do for my life. It was like just something to have a job to, to you know, to keep me busy uh, when I wasn't in class, when I wasn't in college or studying. Um, and then some somewhere along the way, I, I realized that this is what I'm this is what I enjoy. This is what I have a passion for, um, you know. Throughout that story, I also started my own agency with my partner, uh, Jake Schwecky. And, um, you know, I, you know that saying, enjoy what you do and never work a day in your life? Yeah. I definitely right. feel uh, like that that line was was made about me a little bit. And, and I'm lucky enough to be able to say that. Um, even even before I opened my own my own company, but before, before we opened Amazon Experts, I just enjoyed the space. Uh, that was not the case in college or in high school. I, it was just a means to an end, um, and I was just doing it just to make some money. But I, I realized I was good at it. I remember I actually went for a sales job. I went for an interview uh, at a college to get a sales, a sale, regular sales. That's what everyone I know that's successful was doing. Um, so I went and I and I, I remember I interviewed with a big company, and they told me they're like, "We'll hire you," but your expertise is in e-commerce. So you should probably stick in e-commerce. And I was like, no, I don't like e-commerce. I don't want to stay in e-commerce. And I, I, I don't really know who was responsible for shoving me into the e-commerce world or, or making me stay, but I can't see it any other way now. So that's definitely, uh, go ahead. So at what point did that spot? Because, you know, at college, it was, you know, it was sort of, you know, just, you know, you was just I, working. I was in college, psychology, Andy. I was trying to be a psychologist. Ah, okay. So now we're getting into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. I wasn't going there for Amazon. I didn't take one class that would benefit Amazon. Um, I was just, I was there. I, I, I was, you know, my major was psych and, uh, and I love psychology. I, I think, and, and this came out over the years, I think that the, the education that I have in psychology helped me uh, specifically with like the optimization services that we do, getting into the mind of the buyer, uh, that helps. That definitely kind of you know, was responsible for a couple of the, of the you know, the, the, the crucial things we've implemented over the years. Um, but yeah, th that switch, I don't really know when it happened. It just kind of happened. I kind of realized, you know, all my friends were looking, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Some of my friends were, you know, in school for something and then ended up taking a job, something completely different, you know how, how it is. And um, I don't really, like, I can't put my finger on when I realized all right, Amazon is is where I'm at. You know, that's that's where I want to stay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. Somewhere, I want to say it was in college. I want to say like I realized psychology wasn't for me. I loved, I love, I have a passion for the topic, but I didn't want to be, <laughs> to be frank, dealing with everyone's problems. <laughs> so I'm still dealing with problems, but not like uh, life altering. Your problems just, now? Just business, just business problems. Just oh, I need to get this done. I need to get that yeah. done. But uh, but psychology was was great, and I I definitely attribute uh, like I said some of the things we've done over the years. But um, but I'm happy I'm happy with where I ended up. So uh, yeah, fantastic. You know. Were many of your so you're working for people that were your Amazon sellers, but your network, if you like, how many of your sort of peer group network were becoming Amazon sellers, or was that just something that you know you were just falling into because you're working yeah. for people that were doing that? Ironically, ironically, it was never something people would like go into, uh, it, at least in my circles. It was something that like you just found yourself in it. A lot of people started it on the side. Um, 
now a lot of my friends are, are, are you know, Amazon sellers. That definitely worked out for me. Uh, but I want to say when I started it out, nobody was really on Amazon. I, thank God I have a great, uh, a great community and, and a lot of the people in my community manufacture products, which is great because like, I don't have to go too far to get business. Uh, you know, I partner with manufacturers uh, or we service manufacturers of products. So we, we you know, it, it's very easy to, to, to find clients uh, when a lot of the people you know are prime candidates to be sellers on Amazon. A lot of these guys are selling in retail stores. They have a team that handle, you know, big companies, big businesses. They just don't have a team to manage their Amazon business. So we yeah. come in, we bring a team and we, we, you know, we, we partner with the, with the brand, with the client and we, we help them grow their business or start their business. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So you said that you started selling your, your own products to start off with. I, I worked for someone who was doing arbitrage. Um, yeah. They tried, they, 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 they dabbled in their own private label once or twice. Um, but the the biggest thing was, just buying and selling watches that was that was like i remember like black friday cyber monday back then i mean the numbers we did were were ridiculous i know that amazon continues to grow but somehow there was less people selling and more people buying those types of products i think and the, the business is still there there's i know people who are still in that exact space yeah but um but back then it was just different it was a different world i want to say yeah so, so that then led you down the agency route. Yes, so you, you I, I went straight from I went straight from working for one Amazon seller to working for a consultant uh, agency that was not just one Amazon seller; it was hundreds of sellers. And I, I kind of always like to differentiate that when you have um, when you have you know one Amazon account, that's uh, you know it requires a skill set, it requires the know how and the experience. But then when you try to go and, and, and consult for multiple Amazon sellers, multiple accounts, uh, they're very, two very, very different jobs, two very, very different skill sets. Uh, instead of going and focusing all your attention on one account, you kind of have to jump in and jump out with the ability to kind of tackle the most important thing you know, that needs to get taken care of. Yeah. Um, it's, really, uh, it's really kind of, it, it's important to know that uh, you know, when your dad is your best friend, you know, you have, like, I'll just give you an example. When I started out and I had, I don't know, 15, 20 accounts I was managing, I remember just saying, all right, what happens when I advertise all of them and, and go very aggressive on advertising? What happens when we stock everything very well? We were doing things like, I was doing things like that, like a kid in a candy store, just yep. trying things out. Uh, I, I, was, I was lucky enough to have clients that were willing to try it out. Um, and, and we tried things out. We saw success from a lot of the things we were doing, but when you have one account and you try something and it works or it doesn't work, you don't really have that ability to say, all right, well, I tried this on 15 accounts and 12 of them are doing very well because of this initiative I just put in place. Yeah. It must be that this is a good, this is a good plan. Uh, that like, it's, it's really like a different, a different mindset, different skill set. It's very different businesses. So even though I was in Amazon, you know, selling on Amazon for, for a seller, um, and then I moved over also in Amazon, just consulting, selling on Amazon, consulting for Amazon sellers. It was almost like I had to restart. Yeah. 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 And that, that, that you know, working with multiple sellers is also managing all those different clients. 
I love the fact that, you know, as you talk there, it's, you know, I'm dealing with 15, 20 accounts. We're trying one thing across 15 accounts, let's say, and for 12 of them, it works. The annoying thing is it's worked for 12. Why on earth hasn't it worked for those three? Like, it's like banging your head against a brick wall sometimes. Those yeah. we, always had our, we always had our theories, I think, um, yeah. you know, with, with why or, you know, uh, there, there's a couple of, of, like, over the years, you just realize there's a few things and everyone knows uh, you know, you can make your own list and, you know, reorder them, group them together however you want. But uh, everyone has their launch process. Everyone has the things that need to happen uh, in order for, you know, the recipe for success, the, the things that you need to do to get uh, some 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 form of success. Um, so I, I always found that, you you know, you, you, you do you do right by that. You, you, you know, you stock yourself with some inventory, you, you allocate an advertising budget, you invest into the Amazon page and make it look appealing graphic design, A plus content, uh, you know, make a storefront, you, you do your due diligence and, you know, not everybody and not always right away, but for the most part, I find that you, 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 you give what you need to, su to succeed and then you, you have to be consistent. You have to, you have to try, keep trying, keep, keep, uh, keep uh, pushing away at it. And uh, mo most people will see success. Some people won't, maybe Amazon's not for them, but we, we, we were able to kind of like come up with our own recipe that you need to do these five, six things. And, um, you know, obviously it's not just a, a, a potion. It's not just like something that will work for everyone, but if you have a quality product and, you know, like I said, you have a couple things that, that are going for you, uh, you should be able to find success. You should be able to, to build up a business. I, I might, I might be a little arrogant, but I always say like making a million dollar business on Amazon, that's not the challenge. Making a million dollar a month business on Amazon, you know, like a twelve million dollar annual business on Amazon, that's a little more challenging. Uh, you know, getting getting uh, to the six figure point monthly, you could just, you know, you have inventory, you have an advertising budget, you have a decent sized catalog, you make sure that the listings are are appealing, and it's not that hard, especially if you're in the right category. Again, it's not just a an answer for everybody. It's not just going to work for everybody, but we, we find that if you do your due diligence, usually you can see, see you know, things work. You can make it pay quite right. So where did Amazon experts come from? It's a good question. Um, uh, I guess we, I mean, we were looking for a name, right? We yeah. wanted to, we, we specialize in Amazon. That's it. That's the only thing we do. Yeah. No Walmart, no eBay, no uh, Zulily, no Etsy, nothing like that. Um, and we, you know, I guess... Um, to be totally honest, I'm a big fan of the show Billions. And in there they have AX, Axe Capital. So AX, Amazon Experts, maybe there's some similarities there. Yeah. Drew, drew some inspiration. But um, but yeah, Amazon Experts, I don't know. My partner, I think, thought of the name. And, uh, and that was it. That's because it. your partner, uh, didn't you go to school with each other? We did not go to school together. We, something like that, though, we isn't it? We grew up in the same, in the same okay. town, uh, literally a block away from each other. Yep. Um, so I, I knew him all my life. My, my dad and his dad are, are friends. Um, but yeah, we went to different schools, but, uh, but that, does, that didn't matter. We, we, we knew who, each, who we were and uh, yeah. you know, it happened to work out and we started the business and. Uh, How did that happen? How did that partnership come about? So I was, I was looking to start my own firm. Um, yeah. I needed, I needed somebody to, to share in the, in the, in the launch and the responsibilities of it. And I was looking yeah. for somebody, uh, who could do that. 
and Jake worked in uh, in, his, in his dad's company uh, in the Amazon space for for a little bit. He had some of the skill set that I was looking for. Um, I was lucky enough to to get him to join to join on board, and and um, and that's it. Really, we haven't looked we haven't looked back since. Uh, yeah. it, it was very it was very easy. We met once. Um, I think he he slept on it, told me he was interested, and then uh, the rest is history, as they say. Perfect. And how long ago was that? Two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Look at that. Uh, and and so let's talk about Amazon Experts. So you you've got a specific market that you really focus on, haven't you? Yeah, um, we're going to go after private label. Uh, you know, people who own their own brand or are licensing a brand. Uh, they have to have control. They have to be able to, uh, you know, like if we're gonna if we're gonna say that our best shot is by adding some graphics to the, to the listing, and you don't have the control and the ability to upload images. That's going to be a big problem. Um, yeah. In my opinion, a lot of what we can do for you is, is out the window at that point. So it's it's really simple. We can help anybody that's looking for services. Um, but if we're going to partner with somebody. We usually want them to be able to do everything they can do. Uh, you know, if, if, if they don't have the ability to, to make changes on the listing, um, the odds of us partnering with them are lower. If they don't have a big catalog, uh, the odds of us partnering are lower. Uh, if they don't have a lot of inventory, some people don't stock inventory. Um, I could say there's no way we'll partner with somebody who doesn't stock inventory. Uh, if somebody says he's not looking to advertise, that's just, again, not for us. All of these guys... We're, we welcome them to buy services, a la carte services, but when when it comes to partnerships, we just know that, like for example, those four things I mentioned, we we don't want to partner with someone who's not going to give us those things. Yeah. Uh, and it's just because of our experience; we've seen it work with with that, without that, and ten times to one, we're going to go with having everything you need, everything you need to succeed. We call it so. Uh, okay. you have that, just, yeah, go ahead. That's really important that the that people understand that actually, in order to succeed, you know, some of the perception is you listen to a guru on Instagram and all of a sudden that Amazon's your next best friend and it's going to be a million dollar operation in three weeks. The reality is somewhat different to that, but there are some things that you can do in order to put yourself in a very good position. Inventory and ads, you know, whether that's in the US or launching into Europe, actually, you know, people say to me, what's the best launch strategy? Well, putting some money behind it and making sure you've got stock is two pretty high high things that you can do that helps you to succeed. Like, um, you know, so do you see, you know, um, what that, you know, for your clients, you know, that's their key things that people, actually some people don't want to do. They're trying to pull out. They're not sure what to do, where to put the ads. You know, they're looking for organic reach all the time, you know, Paid ads we see in Europe is absolutely critical. And I'm guessing you see exactly the same in the States. It is critical. It definitely is critical. Um, uh, and, and so much so, if I if I meet with somebody, the, fir the first thing I'm going to tell them is, you know, I, 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 like the, I like, I mean, it sounds a little crazy, but I try to scare them off. If I could scare them off with a couple of lines about how Amazon is an investment and you know, then and and they and they get scared off. Then I take that as a as a sign, like they're not really cut out for Amazon. A lot of people think they want to do Amazon, but when yeah. they come down to it and realize, oh, okay, I have to spend X amount of money over this time, you know, period, and ne won't necessarily get what I expect back. 
you'll always get something back, but maybe it's not what you're expecting. You know, I always find managing expectations is, is, is a challenge. Uh, you know, just making sure, like, like I said, on that first phone call, I'm going to try to get the guy as clean of a picture as I can on what this looks like, what, what building this business will look like. Um, so it, it's definitely something that I try to, to, to get ahead of. Uh, I don't like wasting my time. I don't like wasting other people's time. So I'll try to always, you know, um, give all, all the all the reasons why they might not want to continue in the first phone call, just to just to just to save my my time and their time, just because yeah. who has time to waste in, in today in today's world, right? Like, well, I think that's really important, though, isn't it? That that actually you've defined what that looks like, and when people come in, and say, "Well, look, here's what we do: A, B, C, D, E." If that doesn't fit you, that's fine. You've got to identify that. Otherwise, what happens is, is you sort of start saying yes to everything, um, and you never end up taking steps forward in the area you want to be in. I, I think I'm saying no too much. That's how much we say no. Um, we're very, very, you know, we don't just we don't just work with anyone. We found that, you know, the, the more serious that you're going to take a partnership, uh, the more preparations you're going to put into making sure that you're set up for success. The long, the longer term the relationship will be. Um, I, I've I've seen time and time again where we were like, okay, we have uh, five out of these six things we're looking for, and it's that sixth thing that is the is the is the you know that's where we fall short. That's not that's not what we're looking for. We need people who are going to give us everything we need to succeed. Um, I, I still find myself till today trying to always you know rationalize and make excuses for the guys that don't have it. Um, you know, thankfully my partner always, uh, he's very, you know, very logical with it all. And he says, well, they don't have this, they don't have that. And even, even until today, like I, I've, we, not every partnership we make, uh, is, is set up for success. Um, you know, it, you have to have everything you need. And if they don't give you, I'll give you an example. Um, I, I, I have a list of stuff, right. I, I, I went through. What about yeah. product information? What happens when the client doesn't give you the step one product information? Because I always say, if we're managing a business, we don't have the product dimensions and and the features and the, and the, the you know the, the the call out points for the product. That's something the client has. That's not yeah. something that I bring to the table. We bring Amazon expertise to the table. They bring product expertise to the table. Yeah. That collaboration is what makes it successful. You don't have that. I can't even get to step one. I'm never going to get to step two, three, four, five, or whatever else we have. So yeah. we we have to always make sure that there's a point person in the company that we can work with. That's something that like, you know, if a guy told me, hey, I'll, I'll be the point person, but really I have all these other hats, I'd be like, okay, if you're serious about it, I'll do it. Now I'll only, I'll, I'll really, really try to to get someone who's their, their, their main job is, is just to be my inside man. Yeah. Uh, and if that's not, available, then I'll try to get someone who's at least part-time available for me. But it can't be the CEO or the CFO or anybody that that has that responsibilities. He could be involved in the weekly or the monthly calls, but the person who I'm working with, the person who's giving me the information I need, uh, you know, we don't touch inventory. So every time we want to ship goods, we need the client to ship the goods out. Uh, Without that inside man, I can't do that. So very much not turnkey. I, lo- I hate it when someone says, so you're a turnkey solution for Amazon? Absolutely not. No turning, no key. There's nothing <laughs> like that. It's just, it's just a collaboration, and we will try our hardest to find the right candidate. And yeah. I say this too, and people can maybe just think that I'm 
you know, trying to compliment myself, but if we want to work with you, then that doesn't mean you have to work with us, but take that as a compliment. That means you have a very, uh, a very good business that when we audited it and we took it against the checklist of, do they have everything we need to succeed? If I tell you, Hey, I want to work with you. That means that we checked off everything on the list. And that means that in our opinion, uh, you have what it takes to succeed on Amazon. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah. Fantastic. So, so that's amazing. So now let's talk about the new project that you've got going on on site. Site, I don't know. Um, let's talk about the ecom cooperative. So, sure. where where did that come from? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, we were all all we me myself, uh, my brother who's who's uh, involved in Amazon Experts as well. Um, my partner was not there. Jake was was uh, not available that night. Um, it was, I believe, Lenny Ash from AZ Seller Kit, Jason yeah. Hannon from AZ Seller Kit. And Frank Acosta, um, we were at dinner and we were talking about doing something, um, you know, because there was no conferences and there was no, you know, there was, I mean, there was a few webinars and things going on, but there was no like real, there, you know, Prosper was canceled. It, it was just, yeah. this was last year, I want to say like November time. It was, we, we were dining outdoors. That's, that's what we had to do. And, um, and uh, yeah, that, that was, it was in New York City, and we were sitting there. And you know, every time I I would go to dinner, I would always I'm a big dinner guy. If in case you don't know, um, and you know, you go to dinner, you break bed, bread with someone, and you enjoy. You, you make sure not to talk business for the first maybe eighty percent of the meal, and then you know, when 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 it comes time time to dessert, maybe you order you know an espresso or something, and you talk shop. You 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 just talk. You you say all right. Let's talk about how we can make money together. Let's talk about how we can work together. Um, yeah. So we were all there, and and we talked. We, we you know we came up with a couple of ideas, and and I guess I just had an idea. I'm like, you know, why don't we do a giveaway? Uh, we didn't have a fancy name, ecom cooperative. We didn't we didn't even know what a cooperative was at that point. Um, and basically, we we just started talking about doing a giveaway, just raffling away a service from Amazon Experts. A service from AZ Seller Kit and a service from Creative Percent. Um, in the meeting, uh, Jason and Lenny both mentioned, "Well, if you guys want to give away a service, I know for a fact that Yoni Mazor from Gatita will give away a service." Yeah. So I think on the way home that night, I called Yoni, or the next day, I called Yoni. Yeah. And when Yoni came on board, the 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 idea and the whole thing became into a real a real actual business actual plan and actual uh, you know it became real it it went from an idea that may or may have not happened to something that like yoni was like all right let's meet every week and talk about it and let's do this and let's do that and he was just very in it and, and serious about it and passionate about it and um little by little we kept on like just just inching our way to having something like i said four companies at, at the start of it ten thousand dollars in value, uh, $2,500 from each company. And uh, that was it. It was really small, really simple. And then I, I remember I, I I was like, all right, let's try to make it a little bigger maybe. And I called, I believe, I want to say the fifth person was um, Zelum Studios, the photography studio. I worked with them a lot. So, yeah. you know, a, a photo shoot, uh, I figured that would be a great Everyone needs a photo shoot, right? Anybody sell, selling product or apparel that 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 you know doesn't have it, 
Um, so I said, you know what, let me, let me ask them. And they were generous enough to up the ante and say, all right, we'll give $3,500 of value, which in the end ended up turning into $5,000 of value. So that was like that. And then Frank was like, all right, well, if they're giving 5,000, I got to give 5,000. And then <laughs> yeah. ended up matching the 5,000 and it got a little bigger. And then I want to say, um, I'm, I'm not remembering who the sixth person was, yeah. but Ryan Kramer was the seventh from ping pong payment. Yeah. He yeah. was the seventh guy up there. Um, it was really, I mean, like one after the other, we just kept getting more and more value, more and more providers. And, um, it went from 10,000 to 25,000 at $25,000 in value with however many people we had on board. Yeah. I was like, all right, we did it. We win. We, 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 we did this. We were going to draw the winners on March 3rd, three, three ended up being five, five Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were like trying to figure out, all right, what else do we need to do? And who else can we get involved? And we ended up saying, all right, we invited all the people who we thought made sense. We didn't want to have too much toe stepping. We were at $50,000 in value. And I'm not sure what the number of providers. And yeah. it was January 4th. And we launched the Ecom Cooperative. Um, we pretty much uh, announced it on all of our socials. Uh, we all we all posted the same post, and then that's really when things got interesting. Um, we must have received uh, I don't know, I want to say between fifty to a hundred uh, inquiries about people looking to join. Because uh, that's when I first saw it. At that point, when you all went live, I saw it on Yoni's, and I was like, Yoni, I want to be involved. <laughs> like this sounds great. Sign me up. And he then put me in touch with you. I think didn't he? So um, yes. So I went from basically running my business, Amazon Experts, to having every day of the week, three, four, or five phone calls with providers uh, looking to join. Um, yeah. we, we were, at that point, we were like, okay, we have to get much more selective and much, like, we, we can't just let anybody in this thing. We have to be, you know, so the, the, the first thing we were always doing was the, the, if the providers in the cooperative, they're dedicated to customer satisfaction. We obsess over customer satisfaction. That was like the biggest thing because anybody can have a group of providers. We wanted to have a group of providers who were, who were you know, uh, dedicated towards the delivering services that were, that were good. That, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of gurus out there yeah. who, are, who, are, who are doing the, the, the industry uh, an injustice. And we wanted to do the, we wanted to have the opposite of that. We wanted to have a group of good people you know, people who are serious, people who are who are not just going to, you know, you go to events. I think somebody was explaining this once. You're going to have people who are not going to run away with your money. You go to a, a conference, people won't run away with your money. But, you know, like in other words, they're legitimate established companies. But I don't know if they're committed to customer satisfaction as much as we wanted, as much as we were holding the standards we were holding in place. Um, we went through, a, you know, a couple of criteria of things we needed with our partners uh, we already had great partners, but every single partner that joined, uh, we, we felt like it made sense and, and it, 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 they aligned with our goals. And, um, and, and we, 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 we did this last week. We raffled away, I think it was over $130,000 worth of, of services and solutions. Uh, total, the total number was like 43 uh, providers. Um, I mean, look, to say that this was a mistake or to say that this was like, that's like our, our promotions. 
which a promotional material says this started by accident, which is not a joke and, and actually true. Uh, but like from where we started to where we ended, um, world of a difference. We had to push off till Cinco de Mayo two months later uh, for the drawing just because there were so many things that had to happen in order for us to do this that we weren't even aware of. When we heard, when we hit a certain amount of value and giveaway value, we um, we had to register the the giveaway with the state of New York and Florida. We had oh, wow. to take out a surety bond for it for all the value we were giving away. Uh, no, oh, so you had a whole lot of compliance to do at the same time. Yeah, we had a lot of yeah. We we had to do. Uh, Contracts, and I'm saying there was like a, a lot of stuff that we didn't, we you know, we didn't, you know, lo uh, lawyer fees and all that good stuff. So oh, it, was, no. uh, it was amazing. Like everything just happened. Everything just just kept on yeah. moving along. Um, we made it. We did it. We we had a successful event. Um, yeah. I think like every single one of the providers, besides for one of them who had a last minute emergency, made it to the event virtually or in person, yeah. which I was so happy and honored about. Um, everyone was just like, the, like someone mentioned, like a few people mentioned to me, the energy. I specifically remember someone saying your energy, Andy, like when you came on virtually, um, I just felt like everyone was in like a great mood and everyone was just like, like, we're all, we're all looking to give back free services and we're all taking time out of our busy days and yeah. we're all extremely happy to do it. That that's like a beautiful thing. That's like a really nice, beautiful just little little point to focus on. Like it, it's one thing, like all right, who am I giving this away to? Like you're in a bad mood, but like to everyone to like to give away. You you guys gave away over ten thousand dollars worth of value. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just it, like what what is this Amazon industry that we're in? I, I haven't seen this in my life in any industry. You know, we had a couple of of different providers in the advertising space. You know, they were sharing the same screen. Uh, it made sense to do that. It made sense to have. There's other people in the in the ecom cooperative who do uh, full management, like me. There's the most full management agencies in there. I don't care. There's enough business to go around. Like that, we said, that, there's so many people looking for services and not yeah, enough providers. Yeah, that that there's definitely that. I totally agree with that. And I think the other side of that is is that coming back to the event itself, one, no one's been to an event for ages, really. Right. But people like being part of a community, don't they? I, I certainly do. I love being part of something that's a little bit different as well, because we all, we've all been to exhibitions. And yeah. let's be honest, we go to them, but it's a little bit you go to the exhibition on your own and, you know, a few other people there, don't you? Right. So, you know, there's a few other people you work with, you talk to and all the rest of it. But this, it felt like everyone was in it together. It was like going to a exhibition but all the exhibitors knew each other and wanted and wanted everyone to succeed that was coming through right and like that's how whole thing is about seeing sellers successfully expand and when you've got a whole load of partners that all want the same thing from their clients because you know as you said you they've been through a vetting procedure where are these guys passionate about people's success are they customer centric are they all those other things you're working with all these other people. And you're like, this is wicked because everyone's on the same wavelength and you just don't get that. And I think that's absolutely crucial. You know, and I think, you know, obviously people do all these things for different reasons. But I think for me, this was just different. It was just, it's just great to be part of a community, something. The biggest thing I get jealous about is you'll go for your meal in New York City every week. And I'm like, guys, 
I want to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, we definitely are, are uh, our dinner is long overdue. So when uh, hopefully you can come to New York, I think we're both going to be at Prosper. Is that uh is that something that's going to happen? I don't think we're going to get to Prosper. I don't think we're going to be able to come. Really? Okay. I don't think it's because that's it's July, isn't it? It's July. Yeah, I, I just don't think we're going to be able. To, I've got um. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope. I'm gonna hold out hope. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I I don't think Prosper's going to happen. Uh, I think we've got we've got a few backed up at the end of the year, but okay. I mean, who knows? I mean, like we'll listen, I'm officially things. I'm officially committing to going to every every event I could go to. Um, going back to two three weeks ago when Yoni called, we were on one of our one of our you know weekly calls, and he's like. Guys, I'm going to Miami next week. Who wants to come? I'm like, sign me up. And I was just, I was, really? I, you know, I, just even that trip alone, um, you know, business came from it. I, I, I've, ironically, I, I think this is pretty crazy. I have never been to an event ever. And this is pretty nuts because I've been to yeah. events that were not like so well promoted. And, and yeah. I, I, I remember I once went to an event with like 15 people and I was, I, I walked in and I'm like, oh, I was like cringing. And I was like, I want to turn around. And I knew one person there, a provider. He was talking to somebody in the corner. Um, I'm literally turning around to leave. And he says, David calls me over. Uh, I come to, I come to the, to the conversation they're having. They're huddling around. Yeah. Um, and he's like, this guy needs Amazon services. Uh, I started talking to the guy, uh, signed two accounts from him. He, he signed up two different accounts with me. Yeah, wow. um, and that was like the worst event I've ever been to. I left early. I uh, was not impressed with the, with the venue and it wasn't the greatest uh, yeah. spent, you know, uh, like I spent the money to get there. And I, and I, I was like thinking it was a way that night. I was like, what yeah. a waste. I got one lead, but what a waste. And in, in hindsight, that was not a waste. I, I got a no. very good client out of that. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say a pretty strong statement that I have never, been to an event ever that I have not benefited more than I spent on it. Oh, totally. So I, I, I'm like, I mean, already I was an, I was a big fan of events, uh, big fan of just going anywhere. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I think that like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm committing to doing anything. If it has to do with Amazon, I, I will try to be there. Uh, you know, well, I, mean, I believe that everything comes from a conversation. So, you know, it, those conversations, as long as you're having those conversations, actually, it was, it's, we went to one event where actually we didn't get any clients from it. We met a couple of partners. And actually from the partners, we've got more from those partners oh than we ever God. did from that exhibition. Collaborations are the best. best. Collaborations are just by far the best. Because especially when you get a good guy, by the way, that's a side effect of the Ecom Cooperative. Yeah, I know that some of the cooperative guys like reached out to you. And I know that um, even our podcast, by the way, I know you have a, a call with somebody who, who, who watched the podcast. Um, yeah. You know I mean? Like that, that's always great. Right. That, that yeah, like, yeah. you just, you go out there, you do a podcast, you don't know what's going to come from it. No. You get a lead from it. That's the best. Um, exactly. You know, but, but for the most part, it's just like you, you have all these, all these providers, right. You have all these, all these people involved in the Ecom cooperative. And now as a side effect, we have, Providers working with other providers. Oh, you must be dedicated to customer satisfaction as well. You must be a good provider. So that means already one check on the list, right? Everybody has things they're looking for when they when it comes to people they want to work with. 
Yeah. Um, so already we have all this in common. Already we have in common that we gave away some services. We have in common that we're devoted to customer satisfaction. Um, and that's just like something that we didn't even plan. I mean, the whole econ cooperative wasn't planned, but that's just something that we didn't even realize was going to be a, a, a side effect of, of, of what we're doing. And that's happening. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah. so where do you, over the next six months, what's your, how do you see Amazon shaping over leading into Q4 this year? What sort of things do you see sort of uh, taking shape, uh, changing as we go into that? You, you, because we're fully now into you know, Q4 prep, aren't we? Like that whole period leading so, now. I, I do think I do. I, I I don't really love to to put my predictions out there so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch that into what I hope for. Um, yeah. I I know that last year a lot of people struggled with inventory. Uh, specifically with the IPI rules. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that that the facilities, uh, the warehouses, you know, they, they, they hired more workers and they're, they're expanding their facilities. I do hope that there's no issues, like they don't have to lower the IPI standard. Um, sorry, raise it. Um, yeah. I hope that that well, on, that, David, on that, with the IPI score, you know, what we're seeing in Europe actually is the IPI score just gets lower and lower every year and they bring it in sooner. Like, you know, they're just bringing it in sooner. Like last year, it started in October, uh, maybe September when they started bringing the 400 IPI score in, as well as the year before it was 450 and didn't start till November. You know, it came in earlier. I, I hope well. that we get, I hope we get like a ho like holiday season, they said, is always going to be lower and non-holiday is going to be higher. I hope that like, I, I don't know if this is just like wishful thinking, but I hope we don't have to lower too much or at all. Um, I, I basically, I, I hope that people don't like the, the last thing you want to do is I gave everything I needed for Amazon and Amazon didn't let me succeed because I couldn't ship inventory. That's just like the worst. Um, I, I, you know, it's one thing if you didn't ship the inventory, it's one thing if you didn't spend the advertising budget, uh, you know, if it's in your hands, but if you're being limited for how much inventory you can send, uh, ultimately, that means you have to ship more more often and 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 push the sales harder during non-holiday. Right now, you have to be pushing. You have to be taking advantage of Prime Day and and everything you can, every advantage you could take. You need to take advantage of. Um, what sort of with, as, your, um, with 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 that based in you know in the in the states? You know, in Europe, we say, look, the best way of getting around that is making sure you've got three PL that's got seller fulfilled Prime status. That you can utilize right so you could get that recognized so we have you can europe people who use seller fulfilled prime from our warehouses in the states are you recommending the same thing or are you recommending just make sure your ipi score is as high as you can possibly get it based on then you know your sales velocity and everything else to make sure that works so during uh during the covid uh i want to say it was a two or a three month no shipping yeah um all of my, well, not all, but a lot of my clients, thankfully, we we tend to, to ship a little bit aggressive sometimes, uh, yeah. especially when there's sales. We go a little more, I, 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 it's like a, something I like to say, we don't ship for what you deserve, we ship for what you want to deserve. Yeah. Um, so basically, when we had that no shipping, we were good for most of it because I was we were stocked well for anything that was selling. Um, so that no shipping for a couple months didn't hurt us as much as it hurt other people. But while we were doing that, we were looking at our, our inventory levels get lower and lower and lower. So I would say that 
every single one of my clients moved over to a hybrid model uh, of FBM and FBA. Um, in my opinion, before Corona, I would have said FBA is the way to go. Don't waste your time with FBM today. And because of, because of COVID, I would say it's a hybrid necessity to do hybrid FBA and FBM. Still, I always want to have FBM as a backup. I, I, my, my best case scenario is when we have a certain amount of units in FBM and we don't sell it, we don't use it. It's just there collecting dust. I know that sounds crazy, but if we can manage to keep our FBA replenished and, and healthy, we never have to use FBM. And I guess the reason is because to come across a prime, a prime uh, uh, fulfilled warehouse yeah. uh, is harder than I think the UK and, and the US. Um, so you're not going to, it's, it's going to be very hard to find someone who can, who can get prime for you FBM, um, or FBA onsite or whatever, whatever you're lucky enough to get if you do have that. But, um, but as far as like just make, make taking advantage of the, of the, of the season, you just have to always make sure to, to, to be, you know, to, to be on top of your inventory, be on top of your sales. Like I said, replenish for what you deserve, not for, sorry, replenish for what you want to deserve, not for what you actually made in sales. Um, and if you do that, and if you, if you take advantage of everything you can, um, obviously the goal is to not have any limits and, and to be able to ship yeah. as much as you can. Um, so just, just to answer your question, I hope that, that, you know, obviously uh, Q1 of, of 2021 broke records. I hope that the rest of 2021 is on par as it continues with that trend. I hope that, that nobody's limited by inventory from Amazon you know, again, if it's one thing if you would, if you limit your own inventory or if you run out of stock that you that you uh, purchased. Um, but if you're gonna like have a ton of stock and you could have sold, but Amazon just didn't let you, uh, that's a real shame. And and I found that anybody who 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 came across that, uh, that I mean, that's that's like a business killer. That could that could really put you out of business. So um, I hope that that doesn't happen. I hope that. The, the, you know, the growth that Amazon did on their, you know, uh, fulfillment end is sufficient. And I hope that we don't suffer too much on, on those metrics and on what we need to do in order to be able to ship. Um, cause that, the, what, what will happen if that, if, if that's, a, if that's, you know, the issue is the guys who are selling will just, cause it's designed for the guys who are stocked and selling and yep. doing well. Um, yep. You know, so the, the the rich will get richer, and then the people who are struggling might some of them might you know lose their business. It, it's not a pretty sight, and we don't want that. We want we want the middle guys to, to do well. We want the guys who 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 could you know. Usually, the the holiday season can make a business as well. It can make a business. It can break a business. But I, yeah. I I'd like to see more businesses be made during that big rush of and surge of traffic and opportunity. Yeah, for those people who don't know Amazon particularly well, they, they, they can't necessarily get their head around it until they get involved in it. They just can't see like the the the, the like like what you said earlier. Oh well, yeah, there's enough business to sort of go around. There's plenty. Like, but someone who's not in Amazon would be like, what? Like, like there is. Like, there's just. I think there's. Um, I think was, I saw something the other day. Is like two thousand new sellers a day or something. Like, just. In I forget about that. In in the event someone was saying like how many how many sellers signed up, like yeah, two thousand a day is crazy. And if you do the math, you'll you'll get at the number that they announced. But the number that they said, I want to say it was like a couple hundred thousand sellers signed up since twenty twenty. That's I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. You just can't get your head and, around. And then and then let's just say it how it is. Those those gurus, right? The guys who who have the crystal balls. 
they're helping us because there's so many people who are not good. And, and I like to try to, on that first phone call with a potential client, I'll try to explain to them that I'm not one of those gurus. I'm not, I, I'm going to be the guy that's going to tell you the things that you're not used to hearing on call one. I'll say my, my fees and my prices within the first two minutes. Um, I, I really go against what, what most people do, uh, you know, in, in the, in the, in the industry. And, and I, I just like, if there's a reason that we're not going to work together, I want to find that out as close to minute one as possible, which yeah. believe it or not, doesn't always work out, but, but it works out enough for us that I'm going to continue to do that. I think that's really important though, because that, that set the scene, look, in order to do this, you know, it's going to cost broadly in this region. If you're fine with that, let's carry on talking. If not, there's no point wasting either of our time because you can try and sell it. They can try and pretend they can afford it, or or you know it, that's how that's a great way of going. Like in order to do this, this is going to be the cost. Yeah, um, like it's fact. Okay, wicked. Right, we are coming to an end uh, now, David. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for your time. But most importantly, if people want to get in contact with you, you know, you want to talk. About Amazon, they want to talk about the ecom cooperative. You want to talk about Amazon experts? I have no idea what that is talking over there. Uh, that, in fact, that's the Facebook portal app that goes on top of my TV. Jesus, everything talks to you now, doesn't it? Anyway, so David, I apologize. So, if people want to talk about Amazon, you know, get involved in your, your account management for Amazon experts, if they want to get involved in the ecom co op, uh, then what do they need to do to get in touch with you? Very simple. You can go to the website, AmazonExperts.com. Uh, Amazon Experts is spelt with no E before the X. Uh, you can fill out a questionnaire. You can also email us at info at Amazon Experts. And then if you're looking for uh, either if you're a provider looking to get involved in the Ecom Cooperative or if you're just looking for help with your Amazon business because, Andy, I don't know if you know this, but one of the tools we rolled out in the Ecom Cooperative is help at the Ecom Cooperative where Amazon sellers can just reach out and ask questions. Who can who can help me with expanding to the UK? And then we would put them in touch with you, for example. Uh, but basically, it's a place where Amazon sellers can turn to to seek advice, help, just you know, talk to somebody, an industry professional. Um, so you can reach out to help at the Ecom Cooperative if you're either a provider or an Amazon seller, and somebody will get back to you. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we got. That's fantastic. Well, look, uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, I know your time's hugely valuable, uh, and it's been great speaking to you once again. So this is becoming a bit of a common theme now. So uh, I I'm looking forward to getting to New York and going for a proper meal. I can't, yes, I can't wait for that. I mean, I'm like, right. Let, Thank you for on. having me, Andy. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Stay safe. Look after yourself. This was David. This is Andy from the e-commerce Expanded Secrets podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.